With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. We do have jazz gear for you. Come get it. Uh, some snappy-looking shirts, a lot of stuff. Megan has it out uh, for us, uh, for you, uh, to come give away. And, Gordon, we have two pair of bees tickets. Oh, nice. Uh, which you can redeem for any game, and they're Ford Zo- uh, Fan Zone voucher tickets, which means that's the that's the all-you-can-eat stuff, buddy. 
I like it. Yeah, so we got that. Uh, in fact, uh, we'll give away a pair of tickets uh, next person in. Just yeah. like that. Just like that. Come in. 1825 South, 300 West, and uh, and we will hook you up. We're going to talk to Bruce Feldman uh, coming up here momentarily from The Athletic. Bruce has a couple of interesting pieces that are out there. Uh, in fact, in his latest weighed in on the Utah-BYU rivalry game. So we'll talk to Bruce and, of course, talk to Bruce about uh, BYU to the Big 12 and future of college football and oh. all that fun stuff. We got nothing to talk to Bruce about. I know. I may, I I joked uh, when we got here and uh, Lemma and Mac uh, first sat down. I thought, "Geez, what a slow news day. What are we? <laughs> what are we going to get to?" Yeah. Uh, it, and it's it's wild. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy world in college sports around here. Uh, throw in uh, Big Twelve. Uh, I guess more than a, a, a what? It's an announcement, Gordon. It's it happening. Is. It it's, is happening. It's, it's in the bag. It's, it's real. It's, yep. And I thought Mac made a really good point that uh, it's interesting that that BYU gets this announcement the day before the big rivalry game. And will that have any effect on the emotional state of the team? Because I imagine this has got to have those guys fired up, even though they're not going to play. It, in yeah, the it won't happen for another <laughs> yeah. you know couple of years. But uh, still, it's there is a pride factor with being connected. And uh, finally, uh, BYU is uh, in that circumstance, whereas, of course, Utah has been benefiting from that for quite some time. Inside of a paragraph, what what effect do you think this is going to have on BYU, not on the game tomorrow, but on on their sports programs overall? Oh, programs overall. This is including football, obviously. Uh, this, this is a banner day. For the sports overall, I mean, uh, Mark Pope is is doing doing a dance in his office right now. I mean, <laughs> it's a huge step up from that standpoint. And for football, I think it, it's a better situation. I'm excited that they're going to have a chance to to play for a championship. I, I, you know, Gordon, I've thought independence is boring. So, and this is going to be far from boring. Um, but let's uh, let's ask our next guest about it. Let's uh, get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. It's no mystery. Utah is in an extreme drought. That is why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation smartly. Find out more at SmartRain.net. He makes the magic happen for the athletic. He's Bruce Feldman with us here on the Big Show. Bruce, thank you very much for a few minutes. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Good to be on with you. Yeah, it's a, it's the perfect day to have you on because uh, there is a lot happening around here. And let's uh, let's start with BYU to the Big Twelve, Bruce. What do you think this does for uh, not only their football program but their athletic department? You know what i I saw the, this point made earlier today, and I can't disagree with it that it might be the best basketball conference now in the country, and that is a good side you know side perk. Because you always hear about an 80-20 in terms of its football and its, its other. But I think certainly it's, it's good on all fronts, I think, for BYU. I think it's really good for the Big 12. Um, I, I think this was a great outcome for the Big 12, considering what happened you know, less than two months ago with the news of Texas and OU leaving. So now you have... You know, four pretty defined brands, in BYU's case, one that is very defined, certainly more so than I would say, you know, where Houston is at this point or even the other two schools. But you have a big following, a big fan base, and I think also it opens up a different market. Um, and you have a program that is coming off a lot of success that has some visibility. I think it's, I think that's a, 
that's a big plus for Bob Bowles being the Big 12 to bring in. So, Bruce, when, when Utah moved to the Pac-12, we saw it took them a little while to build up their talent, which is exactly what they've done. I mean, they're super competitive in that conference now. How do you think it's going to work with BYU? Uh, will they be able to cover that ground quicker? Are they better prepared because they have been playing? Well, this year they play seven P5 teams. How do you think that'll go for them? I think the way uh, Kalani has has developed and recruited there, I think that they have probably less of a gap to cover than maybe Utah did. Utah was going from, you know, ten double-digit win seasons in the Mountain West to I, I know they had one pretty good year when they jumped into it, but then it was like I know they had five win and five wins, and maybe it was three or four years into it before they started really acclimated. I think what's different in this case is BYU take last year out, but they played a bunch of you know power five schools along the way, and you know I feel like the positions to jump in there similarly, if not a little closer to where. Utah was. Um, I think that if you were to slot them now compared to the rest of the Big 12, granted, now keep in mind, Texas and OU will be in it, or we expect will be in it that year. So Oklahoma at this point has been a legit playoff team consistently. Um, But if you take Oklahoma out, even if you take, let's say, what Sark is doing there, I feel like BYU isn't right now would be a top half of of the conference team in the big 12. So, and I think that this should help them recruit, especially it'll help them recruit in the state of Texas and in that footprint. So I think that those are all positive steps for them, but I I don't think it's like they're going to go in there and all of a sudden they're going to go three and six in league play. And, you know, there was a year where, where Utah went two and seven in the pac 12. I don't see BYU doing that. I think BYU is, at worst, going to be a 500, if not like slightly better than that when they jump in there, because I think just that's how the, the, the program is built right now. You mentioned Texas and Oklahoma still uh, contractually going to be in the league. Do you expect that, or, or do you think a buyout will come sooner rather than later? I, You know, one of the things I had heard last week in our reporting at The Athletic about what's how this is shaping up was to get them in in 2023 – would be a benefit because you do not want to be left at eight. And that would be if somehow Texas and OU could get out of there. Um, I don't want to say I'll believe it when I see it. I, I, it would not surprise me if Texas and OU were out in 2024. I don't know if they can turn it around that fast to get out of there. But again, you know, if, if the SEC feels like it's the money to make it happen, and if you're Texas and OU especially, if it is so awkward to be in this league for – for three seasons at this 2021, 2022, and then 2023. Um, I don't know. Maybe they'll come to some kind of, some kind of settlement. It's just hard to get a read on it right now, because I think there's just so many dominoes that have to turn over and there's just so many balls up in the air. Bruce, Jake sometimes accuses me of being a literalist. Sometimes you're always a literalist, literalist. but the, the big 12, I'm just, I've always been mathematically challenged, but I like the fact that there's 12 teams in the Big 12 now. I, I I don't know. Somehow that is satisfying. However, do you think that maybe in the future there might be more than 12? Are they done expanding? I don't think they're definitely done. I think they are done for now, 
because I think it was important for them to have a big victory here and show stability and show that they are viable moving forward in the wake of the Texas and OU news. And I think with these four programs, I think they have shown that. To go from four to six and get six in, I think, is, is a lot more uh, is a lot more complicated. Um, but from talking to people in the Big 12, you know, I was told, you know what, there's a possibility down the road. You could be looking at Boise State. And by the way, Boise State geographically makes a lot of sense if you just added BYU. Boise State has a has a strong TV following in terms of they have an they have an identity. People tune in to watch them. Another possibility is Memphis, which obviously has connections, um, you know, with some of these AAC programs, and certainly like even West Virginia in terms of how geographically how that could make sense and be a fit on that. Uh, you know, you add those two teams to the to the twelve that's already there. Yeah, the name sound, is going to sound weird, but. You know, the Big 12 hasn't been 12 for a long time, so maybe it's just go the other way now. Talking about the rivalry, Bruce, uh, as you know, it's a huge deal around here. This is, you know, our, one of our biggest weeks of the year, of course, and, and people are, are super into it, and it's very unique. But how is this rivalry currently perceived nationally, do you think? that uh, you think that people out there in the college football world know what a big deal it is? Not honestly, not to the, I mean, I'm on the West coast, so I have a better feel for it maybe than I did if I was in the you know, sec country. Um, I think that people have definitely, I'd like to think given Kyle Whittingham's program, the respect it, it really deserves. I mean, one thing that I noticed more, one of the things that popped out at me from being a sideline reporter for a while is I've done a bunch of Utah games and I would love for anybody who's like, doesn't, you know, kind of maybe take them, you know, look at them in a certain light to see this team play at field level and to see how physical they are and how big they are. Um, and I think in the case of BYU, I feel like the brand of BYU football um, really got a lot of polish last year with Zach Wilson and the run they went on. They were fun to watch. They were um, they were very exciting and obviously had star power to it. And I think what you know, was probably, uh, you know, unfortunate for them is because of how the pandemic was, it, it forced them to play a lesser schedule. It wasn't, obviously that wasn't going to be their doing because if you look at their schedule, they've had a lot of big opponents on it. But in terms of the rivalry, as opposed to these two programs individually, I don't honestly don't think enough people kind of get how big of a deal it is. I just think it's because it's in a part of the country where not in the SEC. So, it's not, so you, you're going to hear about, obviously, the Iron Bowl, and you're going to hear about Florida, Georgia. You're going to hear about some of those other things, whereas, you know, fair or unfair, this kind of gets lumped in with a lot of the stuff that you will feel for the Pac-12, where it's just it's on the other part of the other part of the country. Um, I think it's one of the three best games that we're going to have this weekend, and I can't wait to see it tomorrow night. But, um, you know, again, and some of this also has to do with Utah has dominated the series for much of the last decade, and it's not—it's been very one-sided. And I think if BYU starts winning some of these matchups, I think that would help the rivalry out a lot. Bruce, we want to ask you specifically about the game tomorrow night, but uh, a little aside question here. Speaking of uh, Zach Wilson and last year's BYU team, how do you think he'll do in the NFL? You know, I think he went into a really tough situation. It's the Jets, and I feel like it has been really mismanaged. I know it's got new leadership, but it's not like he has a great offensive line. I don't know how 
how it's not like he's got a proven offensive coordinator there, and it's not like he's got great skill talent around him. I mean, and he's in a tough media market. Now, look, I, I do like some of the things he has said uh, since he's been there, which I feel like have been very, um, very smart and very, very uh, self-aware. And I think those those things are going to help him. But to me, if the expectations are so high and the, the support is is shaky right there. So that's the part where I'm like, I don't know. So much of what, what happens with quarterbacks is out of their hands to some degree. It's about who their offensive coordinator is, what kind of system they have, what kind of offensive line they have, what kind of help around them they have. And all those things, I think, are, are at best TBDs and more likely to be very, very suspect. So and based on that, you know, uh, I loved watching him play last year. He was a lot of fun. But, I mean, I don't know if the, the odds are all kind of stacked against him right now. Well, do you think uh, the Utes make it 10 in a row then coming up tomorrow night? Uh, I do. I, I think, you know, I think this is a really good team. It's really experienced that Kyle has. Um, obviously, it's a road game, but I do think they're going to make it 10 in a row. I think the defense is really, really good. Um I know the spread is about a touchdown. I think I think Utah will be able to, to handle that and a little more. What do you think of Charlie Brewer? Liked watching him. I mean, he, he, he had a terrific run in the Big 12. He's obviously played a ton of football. He's a really, really bright kid. Um, you know, I feel like he's got a good cast around him. I don't think people are going to expo- – when you're in the Big 12, especially down there the way it was, um, I think – you have to win a lot of, you know, 38-31 kind of games. He's on a team now where I think he's going to have a lot more support on the defensive side of the ball, but he has a big offensive line, and he has two really good receivers. One of them, uh, both of them are very versatile. You could do a lot with. I think because Charlie's really bright, I think he will be able to utilize them well. Um, I think it's a good fit, you know, and it's, honestly, I think he has some similarity with, he had a lot of success under the old Baylor coach who's, you know, who's now in the NFL. And I think there's some, there's definitely, um, there feel like some similarities in terms of identity and what they want in from Matt rule compared to Kyle Whittingham. So I think he went into a really good situation. You know, Bruce, with your national reach, uh, I'll just advise you, and you may know this already, but keep your eye on that, that running back for Utah, Tavian Thomas. This guy looks like he might. Utah, you know, they put out these running backs. Last year, uh, Ty Jordan and, and a tragic story there, but what a great player he was. But this, Jake, don't you think this Tavion Thomas could be the real deal? Yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah, keep your eye on him. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's a good one to watch tomorrow night because, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I got, you know, credit to Dennis Erickson. He found three, you know, elite players out of Hallandale, Florida, and I thought Zach Moss was such a uh, such a physical runner and fit what they did. And you know, you had you had that run where you had a bunch of injuries. I want to say it was maybe five years ago, where at one point it was like six running backs got hurt. But it just seems like they keep finding really good running backs. And some of these guys, um, you know, it's almost like they find some of them under people's noses. I know I know Zach Moss was committed to Miami at one point, but I just think that um, that's a good system if you're a running back to go. Go come out to go come out to a stadium that has a lot of uh, 
you know, has a, has a fun game day atmosphere, and it's probably a lot different than part of the country than a lot of these kids come from. You know, BYU has a terrific running back, too, Tyler Algier. Uh, but, but here's the question, and you brought up Utah's defense. Will the Cougars be able to move the ball on the ground? That Most teams can't do that against the Utes. I know. I, I mean, yeah, that's going to be the challenge. I mean, I, I knew the, the old OC at BYU and his O-line coach, Eric Matios, and I thought, you know, they were very excited about the guy they had last year. I know you have a little bit of turnover there, but they are up against such a big physical group. I, you know, when people talk about – whether Utah could win the win the Pac-12, I think so much of it was because of the talent they had, especially on the front seven. And I think, you know, to me, that's going to be the issue. If they can run for over 130 yards uh, as a team, then I think they have a chance. To, they have a chance to pull an upset. But that's that's asking a lot. It's probably got to, you know, realistically, got to get over 150 yards. I don't know who's doing that against these guys. Bruce, last thing from me, um, why don't you do uh, kind of, I, I guess, give us a little preview of your latest. Uh, tomorrow uh, is the 20th uh, anniversary of September 11th, and uh, you've written uh, about uh, Coastal Carolina coach Jamie Chadwell and, and his wife, and as somebody who's married to a first-generation uh, Iranian-American Farsi speaker myself, uh, it, it hit home uh, with me. But give us a little preview of that, and I would encourage anybody to, to go out and read it. Uh, it's very timely and very good. Thank you. Yeah, uh, Jamie Chadwell is the coach at Coastal Carolina. Obviously, BYU fans and everyone knows this. After last year, they had a great run. He's a terrific coach. I didn't know much about him last year. And then um, I started reading about him a little bit. And this is in the off season, And found out that uh, his wife, who is from, another, from a small town just like him in Tennessee, um, actually has a very different upbringing background than most people there certainly jamie chadwell did and as you said uh she she and her family escaped iran around the uh revolution there and at one point they were captured uh, by border patrol and and you know had to go to stand trial and ended up settling in tennessee and so they met while she was a grad student athletic trainer uh at east tennessee state and they just fell in love and she like, I don't think Jamie Chadwell looked at her any differently. Her, you know, her complexion is darker, but I don't think he thought her background was any different maybe than his. And so the more she shared with him and about the customs, and as you said, she, they spoke Farsi at home. She wanted to raise her children and wanted them to learn the language as well. And it was very eye opening for Jamie Chadwell. And I thought what was, really refreshing because as you said this story is on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 this weekend and so much about what Jamie had told me when we started talking about this and I asked him he said you know her she didn't experience really any racism growing up in this small town in Tennessee until after 9-11 and then all of a sudden this whole town that knew her and the small town knew her and knew her family all of a sudden was super suspicious of her. They, they got a lot of, they dealt with a lot of stuff. Her father's business got vandalized. Um, there was a lot of ugliness came out. And so she talked about how important it was for Jamie as they were going to enter this marriage to, she had to know, are you're always going to be here and there's going to be stuff that you may be, may be oblivious to that. I may come home crying one day. Our kids may come home crying one day. And it was just 
um, you know, the story I kind of took from there was about love and about his his being open minded and the things he learned and was willing to learn. And I don't know, it was one of those stories where when I talked to them, you could kind of feel I can feel it now, like the hair on my arm is standing up just because I can hear both of them, how they what, how they describe their story. And I, I'm grateful for them for trusting me with it because I didn't know really where I was going with the story, to be honest, when I started asking them. And um, so and I, I do appreciate you. Uh, you mentioned I know for a lot of people it may ring flat and for a lot of other people it may, you know, may really resonate with them. And I just thought in this weekend of 9-11 where – so, you know, so many memories are there. Like this to me was, this is a story about love and this is a story about understanding. And there was a lot of, there was, um, a lot of eyes opened up and certainly, you know, here's this, this guy from a, you know, Jamie Chadwell told me he grew up, went to a high school of 1500 students. There was one black student in the whole, you know, this was not a world that he was, he was not used to seeing quote unquote other. It was all, you know, through one perspective on his and he was not, he didn't have his eyes open to a lot of it. He didn't know much of it, but he, because his heart was there, he did. And, um, he's so, you know, he told me so grateful that he, you know, the family they've raised and how they're raising them. Well, Bruce, I thought it was great, and uh, you relate to any of that? Too? Oh yeah, I uh, relate. It was it was a great piece. And certainly, yeah. I, I related to a lot of it. So, uh, you know, right down to the the Farsi being spoken in her home and uh, her, her dad. How's your Farsi? My Farsi is not good. No, no, not good at all. In fact, <laughs> I don't uh, think but, Jamie's is that good either. To be honest, <laughs> but, but but the kids is good. He said. My my father in law is funny because he'll he'll stu- he's a he's a storyteller a storyteller. He's he's very, he loves to do it and. He He'll start out in English, and then he'll fade to Farsi. <laughs> and my wife will scold him and say, Dad, English. And he'll come back to English, although he'll pick up where he left off in Farsi. So I have to, like, I have to, you know, catch up with the whole thing. But, uh, I love, yeah, but I related to it. I love it. those kinds of stories, yeah. Bruce. I'm glad you did it. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Bruce, thank you for coming on. It's, a, it's always a pleasure, and you're always so nice to do it. Thank you very much. My pleasure, guys. Enjoy the games this weekend. You too. Thanks, Bruce. Uh, Bruce Feldman um, writes for The Athletic. He's great. Um, In his preview of the weekend, he talked about BYU. Talk of that a read. And uh, his story uh, uh, about Coach Chadwell was uh, was very good on the anniversary of 9-11. So go go check that out. A couple great things from Bruce. So thanks to him for jumping on. We are live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Clayton is with us once again. Hello, Clayton. How's it going, boys? It's going great, uh, we're man. We're having a good time here at your place. Hey, well, I love to hear it. I'm, it's always great to have you guys at the warehouse. And, you know, <clears throat> that uh, that last interview was super cool. And it's always good to remember that we're all humans and, you know, we're all we're all individually awesome. And and to kind of celebrate that, I definitely understand that. I half of my half of my world is in a different language and. Uh, I wanted to let everybody know that we, we also speak Spanish. If any of our Spanish listeners or, or any language of that matter, we'll, we'll try to adapt to your needs. And we we service uh, the international community here at the warehouse. And my dad's been someone super, super special in that, in that facet of, of life and teaching me that. And uh, I'm just so grateful for that. And, and you know what? I'm so happy that uh, I'm so happy that Coach 
coach was here today and I just love the, the, the energy that everyone brings and having you guys on the air. And I was thinking, talking to my mom during the break, what else can we do that was buy one, get one free? So we have some love, we have some love seats that we got in this week and talking to my mom, I said, you know what, let's do it. It's rivalry week. Coach was here. Alema was there. We love having the foot Friday football. So Love seat, buy one, get one free. I have two, I have actually four of them, two sets. I have four love seats. You come in, get the love seat for $7.99. I'm going to do it today. $7.99 today and tomorrow only, okay? You come in, it's, an, it's a stationary, uh, I think it's like a navy, navy kind of bluish gray uh, with accent pillows. Buy one at seven ninety nine. You get the other one for free. That's two sets. I have. That's only. That's. I only have four of them. So two sets. Seven ninety nine. Buy one love seat. Get the other love seat for free. This weekend only at the warehouse. Boom. Boom. It is. Thank you, Clayton. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Eighteen twenty five South, three hundred West. It's the warehouse. We'll have more big show coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. <laughs> This is DJ and PK. Brian Kill, former BYU linebacker. Brian, good morning. Let's go! <laughs> oh, man, what a day. What a day to be alive, my friends. What a day. What does this do for BYU football? Oh, man, this is like just getting pulled out of the gulag and put into, you know, relevance and prominence and nice, comfortable, cushy robe of inclusion pulled around us, and it's just indescribable. You know, this is what BYU fans have hoped for for 10 years now. You know, what a journey. Independence has um, been um, many things, and I don't think there's anybody who is sad to see it go. <laughs> it's a good day. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Your home for the best college football coverage in Utah. This is your Cougars at 30 update on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Cougars at 30 update here on the big show. Here's BYU receiver Neil Powell asked if there's any extra pressure on BYU to beat Utah this year. I don't think we put any significance on it. I think it's just important in the matter that it's the next one. We know that it's Utah. We know the, we know the streak that they have. I think the significance or of winning it and ending the streak, I think that's what it brings, not only to us, but to all the Cougar Nation and to Cougar Board, I guess. Um, but it's just another game. So we're just going to treat it like that, and we're going to go into the game knowing that it's just another game. And um, we just know that if we just take care of our side like we did for Arizona, that we'll put ourselves in the best position to come out victorious. This update brought to you by Marley's Gourmet Sliders. Whether it's the classic, the Rickster, Killer, Handsome Rock, Pastrami, Fajita, or uh, one of their killer breakfast burritos, don't forget the best shoestring fries out there. Marley's Gourmet Sliders will satisfy any hunger. Just off 515 inside Tippinogas Harley-Davidson. That's Marley's. Ha, ha, ha. 
I told you we'll make a play. The best college football coverage in Utah is right here on the Zone Sports Network. We don't quit. Let's go. The Zone is giving away tickets to every Utah, BYU, Utah State, and Weber State home game all season long. Listen for your chance to win tickets to see the teams you're passionate about right here on the Zone Sports Network. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Next person through the door, Megan's got a, a pair of uh, bees tickets for you. Not only that, they're vouchers, so you can change them in, and uh, they're Ford Fan Zone tickets, though. That means you get the all-you-can-eat uh, concessions, Gordon, which is a super deal. So next person who gets those, we also have jazz gear to give away, and right now, we're going to give away BYU and Utah tickets, but Austin has prepared a little quiz. Oh. and Because uh, we want to give it to a listener who's been listening to Football Friday and okay. who's been here the whole time. So these questions are about the show today and Football Friday with Coach McAnulla and Harrington. So first BYU caller and first Utah caller right now. Call Austin. Tell him what team you root for. 855-340-ZONE. You're going to go head-to-head for these tickets. But let me tell you, if you just tuned in just now, your your likelihood of winning is probably low. If you've been listening the whole show, <laughs> you've probably got a pretty good shot at it. So okay. just putting that disclaimer out there. 855-340-ZONE, and uh, you'll go head-to-head. So BYU-Utah, one of each. And uh, Austin is uh, going to flip a coin uh, to see who goes first. And if uh, one contestant misses a question, you have a chance to steal the first listener that gets two right going to the game there you go that easy going to the game sounds good to me gonna be in the building <laughs> you mean like seeing it live uh, right there in front of with you. your own eyes i haven't looked at the weather what's that supposed to be tomorrow it's supposed to be good i'll tell you in just a second all right well uh while gordon's looking that up let's let's meet our contestants uh taylor joins us hi taylor i hear you're a utah fan heck yes uh, I, I'm assuming you, you uh, think they're going to win tomorrow? Absolutely. All right. All right. Ten years. <laughs> okay. All right, Taylor. Hang on. Uh, Austin, uh, who is our BYU caller? Let's go to Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello, brother. Hey, uh, you think the Cougs snap the streak tomorrow? I think they're going to do it, yes. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Austin, do you want to flip that coin to see who goes first? Yeah, Google's flipping it, and uh, it's tails, so that means our Utah fan, Taylor, gets first crack. All right, Taylor, you ready to go? Yes, sir. Have you been listening to the show? Every day. Uh, that's that's what I like to hear. All right, question number one. Ron McBride told a story earlier today about sitting in a certain someone's chair. Whose chair was it? A, Gordon Monson. B. Gordon Hinckley, C. Thomas Monson, or or D. Lemon Harrington. Did Taylor really hang up? He did. All right. Well, uh, we need. Hold on. We'll U- get a Ute fan. We need another Ute fan. Well, in that case, uh, Scott's here. You think so he, Scott you think gets he freaked out. Scott gets the question. While Austin's getting another right. Ute fan. All right, Scott. Ron McBride told a story about sitting in someone's chair. Whose chair was it? A. Gordon Monson. B. Gordon Hinckley. C. Thomas Monson. Or D. Lemon Harrington. Let me see, Thomas Monson. Yep. There you go. 
All right, Scott, you're, uh, you've already got one down, buddy. Riley now is with us. He is uh, a Utah fan. Riley, it's your lucky day. How are you? Doing good. All right, you get the premise, right? We're going to ask you a question. First one to two wins, right? Yep. <laughs> okay, Here, here is your question. Scott, hang on. Riley, Alema right. Harrington said he'd give Utah the advantage in overall athleticism tomorrow night, but BYU might have an advantage, uh, well, might have an edge because blank. A, they'll be hyped up from the Big 12 announcement. B, they'll want it more. C, the Cougars are better coached, or D, Alema had one day of eligibility left and will dress as third-string <laughs> running back. Uh, a. No, not A. The uh, Let's go to Scott for the win and the steal. Alema said BYU have might, might have the edge because blank. A, they'll be hyped up from the Big 12 announcement. B, they'll want it more. C, the Cougars are better coached, or D, Alema will play. B. B, they'll want it more. There you go. Scott for the win. Riley, thanks for uh, calling in, buddy. We appreciate it. Yep. Scott, uh, who are you going to take to the game tomorrow? Uh, Probably my sweetheart. Oh, look at you. Good decision. Well done. Well done, Scott. Go win those points. Hey, hang on. Austin's got to get your info, but enjoy the game, buddy. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. All right, there you go. Easy as that. See, we just like to reward uh, folks for listening. We give and we give. And, and you know what? Good for Riley for calling in there on the fly because Taylor, I don't know if he was intimidated I, by question I think, one. I or... think he didn't know the answer, so he hung up. Well, you got to at least take a guess. Yeah, I suppose. You did try a one-up Coach Max uh, Thomas Monson story. No, I didn't. Story. Yeah, I, I, even, did. I even said I can't. I can't touch that. I can't. I can't Except get for then you drop your story about, well, he came up to me. I mean, who was the bigger deal in the room that day? <laughs> Gordon Monson was. No, because I would, that, that's what was so shocking, you know, that he would even, you know, know anything. Notice like little old me. Yeah. <laughs> See, it was a story of humility, not a story of boasting. It was a humble brag for sure. No. Yeah. It was a flex. <laughs> you, Austin, you misunderstand everything. Austin, it's a flex, right? No, a little bit of a flex on Gordon's part. A, a little, little bit. bit of a flex. That's not the way I took it. Hey, uh, you know, since I worked so hard on this quiz and we got two questions, let's see if Gordon can answer it. All right. Question three, Gordon. All right. Alema Harrington's prediction for tomorrow night's game was a BYU win in a close, low-scoring game. He said this player would have the game-winning touchdown for the Cougars. A- Tyler Algier, B. Ty Detmerth, C. Eleven Alema Harrington, or D. Samson Nakua. Samson Nakua. You think I'm not listening? <laughs> All right, I, I'm not going to give you the options. I'm just going to uh-huh. ask the question. All okay. right. As as a head coach, Ron McBride has an overall record of six and seven against BYU, but went four and two in Provo. What was his score prediction for tomorrow night's game? Thirty-four, thirty-one. All right. No, then he changed it to 41-21. That's the answer. Uh, Five, when talking about where BYU might be able to find an advantage tomorrow, Ron McBride said? Uh Uh-oh. Do you want the ABCD? Yeah, give me the ABC. A, being the home team matters. B, Lavelle Edwards Stadium has better concessions than Rice-Eccles. C, he thinks BYU will be more ready to play early in the game. 
Or D, Utah's team bus smells like diesel fuel and sometimes makes the players sick. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, number Just six. Diesel fuel and fumes. <laughs> uh, number six, Alemma Harrington said he no longer refers to this game as the Holy War because. Because. Um... A, he doesn't find anything holy about the Utes. B, he was a history major and thinks the term war should be reserved for real-world conflicts. C, Alema does still refer to the game as the Holy War. Or D, Ron McBride made Utah's programs uh, more comfortable for Mormon players who wanted to leave and serve missions. D. D. Yeah. Should I listen? Good job. Uh, I was listening. Uh, you needed the options on a couple of those. Well, I mean, yeah, but we talked about we talked about a number of those things from various angles. So oh, just, is that what it is? Yeah. yeah okay. Not sports port coming up next. Uh, stay tuned. It Can't wait for that. The big show live from the warehouse, eighteen twenty-five <laughs> South, three hundred West, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. The Holy War is here. Kalani Sataki and the Cougars look to snap Utah's winning streak at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday. Your home for the best Holy War coverage is right here on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey, guys. Uh, the big show here for our friends at Trajan Wealth. is T-R-A-J-A-N, Trajan Wealth. And I'll tell you what, Gordon, uh, you know, as I kind of uh, enter or uh, am in the middle of uh, middle age, uh, I, I have all sorts of questions, which uh, I know you have tackled in your life as well. Uh, will I have enough money to retire? How long will that money last? When is the best time to draw Social Security? Maybe for those folks who are a little bit closer to retirement. All these are really important questions. You've got to have somebody you trust and knows what they're talking about to go to. There is no doubt about that, Jake. And look, when you're 20, you might not be thinking about those things as much. When you get to be your age, now you start thinking about them a bit. And when you get to be about 20 years younger than me, then you really start <laughs> thinking about this stuff. And you don't want to have to panic. You don't want to have to worry about it. And just take it from me. Start planning now and get a hold of people you trust to get this stuff the way you want it to be come time. Because there is nothing, you got enough to worry about, right? Life has, presents all kinds of challenges, but you don't want to face that challenge where you do not have financial security. I mean, that's just overwhelming. And there is a way to beat that. There is a way to avoid that. And it's by finding people you trust and planning for your future. And and believe me, take it from me, really. I mean this. I mean this completely sincerely. Do it. Do it because you'll be so glad that you did. And there's a lot out there, Gordon. A, a lot of cl clutter. And Jeff Jr. and the staff at Trajan Wealth ready to cut through that clutter for you. They've got their fee-based model. There are no surprise charges for you. No commission sale salespeople, and no limitations on the products that they can offer. Get started uh, with the good folks at Trajan Wealth. Go to TrajanWealth.com or call them 801-899-7600. Advisory services through Trajan Wealth LLC and SEC registered investment. 
investment advisor, estate planning services through Trajan Estate. That's TrajanWealth.com or call them today, 801-899-7600. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Prices so low to blow your mind. We still have those Bees tickets for you. Ford Fan Zone vouchers. Next person comes in and claims them. They are yours. Again, 1825 South, 300 West. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Cars Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Florida. Okay, before I give this story, let me tell you. Uh, Austin has talked about knowing people, and I can't remember whether you ever did it, Austin. People who get out the uh, the metal detector and they walk across the beach. Yeah, my best it. friend does that, yeah. And has he ever found, like, a ring or money or anything like that? Uh, he's found a few coins. He hasn't, you'd think in, listening to him, you'd think he found Cortez's gold. Uh, <laughs> but he's found a bunch of garbage is what it is. Okay. Have you ever tried it, Austin? No, I have uh, pride. <laughs> Jake, have you ever tried it? No. You've been, you spent a lot of time at the beach. Nope, not once. Well, let me tell you what happened in Florida. Apparently, some residents there were on the beach, and they were walking around, checking out the seashells, you know, checking out, you know, those little sand crabs that might, uh, that sometimes dig their way around. And, uh, and you know what they found? Two landmines. Two landmines. Now, nobody seems to understand, or at least be admitting where these came from. But the uh, Air Force bomb squad was called out. What what beach is this? In Florida, near, <clears throat> south, near the South Beach area. Okay. And the, the, the weird thing about it is when the Air Force bomb squad came out and they removed said landmines, and I think they detonated them somewhere, uh, they would not explain from whence they came. But... Can you imagine that? Just walking along in the sand and all of a sudden there's a landmine there? Come on. And, you know, people really aren't paying attention to anything when they're on the beach. You could be out there flinging the Frisbee around. Kaboom. Did it say how long they were there? Uh, it didn't give that detail. But they did say in the story, uh, Deputies said anyone who finds possible suspicious items on the beach is asked to call 911. Where do you get a landmine? Can you, can you just go down to the surplus know, store? Well, Guffy! This landmine looks really old. Let me show you a picture of it. Do you it, think Jake. Smith & Edwards has landmines? I, I mean, no. look at that thing. <clears throat> that looks like it probably was there since World War II. They might have, you know, empty casing, but obviously not active stuff. Well, I mean, that would be stepping up home security and not, right? <laughs> uh, they destroyed them. My HOA so like, would take note. Yeah, they, they destroyed them. I'm not sure if they, you know, detonated them or whether they just threw them in the, in 
in the you know the furnace or what? I can see Austin, honey. This is the map for the minefield out front. Don't lose this. <laughs> this is this is really important stuff. We're all getting tattoos <laughs> on the back of our hand. Because I know there's an island over in the Hawaiian Islands that they used. It's off the coast there of Maui, and they, they during World War II the. Uh, U.S. forces used it used it as like a, a bombing range. I've been there. Mm-hmm. You've been on the island. Yeah, yeah. We I went scuba- they said you can't go there. We went out there and went scuba diving around it, or not scuba diving. You were probably snor- out by the crater, snorkeling right? around it. Out by the crater. Yeah. You didn't go to the island. They took us out. We went around it. Because the island's off limits. Yeah. Because there's live ammo that uh, could be around there. Anyway, point is, be careful on the beach, everybody. You know, you might think you're finding someone's wedding ring, and next thing you know, you're blown to high heavens. I don't think this is the norm, Gordon. I don't think people need to go look for landmines on the beach. You're not. This is not a good public service announcement. How would you like to be on a bomb squad? Not for me, thank you. Man. Austin, you think you could handle that pressure? Uh, no, no, I can't handle when you're late on the clock. How am I going <laughs> to handle bombs? All right, then, I get the hint. I'll... I'm going to blow this segment up. We're live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low to blow your mind. Come take speaking advantage of, of it. Of booms? Indeed. Boom. Uh, we'll have more coming up next. In fact, we'll dive into Gordon's list of 5 o'clock hour edition straight ahead on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. The head coach of BYU Kalani Sataki. Even if coaches did handle it the same, wouldn't you expect your players to kind of feel the emotion of this game and handle the week differently? Yeah, coaches may say, hey, it's just another game. But the truth is, everything else outside of them says it's different, right? So the way the fans handle it, it's way different. So I say, let's just embrace it and let's have fun with it, man. If we go into it saying, hey, this is just another game, that sounds great on paper and in print. But the truth is, we know those guys. There's a lot of guys on this team that are really familiar with them, that are friends with them. Me and my little brother, TJ, were playing here, and our oldest brother was playing at the U. So that makes a difference. And so why would you ever try to change that? The fans know each other. They're in the same households. Let's just have fun with the whole experience. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.